Your generous support is the only thing keeping this show going. I rely on the support of my listeners to keep creating content. And you don't have to sign up for one of the Patreon plans. I know some of you really don't want another monthly payment you have to manage. But if you believe in my work, please consider sending a one-time gift at lesbianromantic.com support. Every dollar counts. Whether it's buying me a coffee or an entire bag of specialty coffee beans, your gift will be used to create another episode like this one. Thank you so much for helping me out. Lesbianromantic.com slash support. Hello, hello from Puppy Central, or should I say, beep, Central. Our Frida has a parasite called uh, Giardia, I think it's pronounced in English, and well, she's not sick, or not feeling sick, but she has horrible diarrhea, and uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of cleaning, and a lot of staying at home with her, because it's very infectious, But it's all part of the puppy journey, I guess. And she is well. I'm grateful for that. But hey, let's get started with this story. Part 13 of Connection Revealed. Welcome to... Welcome. Hmm. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. Yep, that works. This is Connection Revealed, Part 13, September 21st, 2063, Region 6 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province, 5.55 a.m., local time. Alert! Outdoor sensors impaired. Is that a camo net? Jade asked jumping up. Alert! Pod halted. Obstacles likely. Switch off engine to prevent further damage. Fuck, Jade said, sitting back down to switch off the engine. Alert! Unidentified vehicles detected. Are they closing in on us? Becker asked. Jade looked out of the window. Is that a net? She repeated, struggling to process what was happening. They're splitting up, Becker said tensely. They're going to surround us. That's a net, Jade said, pressing her nose to the window. What the fuck? Why is there a net in the middle of the desert? Alert! Outdoor sensors impaired. Jade was sick of waiting and doing nothing. She hurried to the back of the pod. Pod, unlock doors, she yelled. What? No, Becker said, grabbing Jade's wrist. Pod in defense mode. Confirm override. The pod replied. I need to cut away this nut, Jade told Becker, pointing at the window. Otherwise, we'll never get out of here. You'll never get it done in time, the commander replied, eyes wide. It is not safe out there. The rebels are too close by. Jade looked at the monitor. The two dots had indeed split up. One of them was coming straight at them. The other was making its way down, most likely to return from the other side. Cancel override, Jade sighed. Override cancelled. Pod in defense mode. Unknown vehicles approaching. Becker let go of Jade. Jade instinctively touched her wrist. I can't believe they used a net, she said, shaking her head. 
Well, the rebels do like old school tactics, Becker replied. How did they even manage to get a net big enough to bring us to a halt far out into the desert? Jade thought out loud. I don't know, Becker said, but none of that matters now. Right. What happens next does, Jade nodded, her heart pounding. She hadn't been scared so far, not really. Her excitement about meeting the rebels had been far stronger than any fear about what might happen. Now, though, she was getting nervous. Had the rebels come out here to capture them? It seemed unlikely to her, even if Becker told her otherwise. The rebels rarely attacked anyone these days. In the past, yes, there had been violent conflict, but that was years and years ago. Pond, increase defense level, Becker said. That will activate the window, Jade started to say, but armored shutters were already sliding over the windows, quickly blocking all daylight. We're lucky those still work, Becker said, looking around. But we can't see anything now, Jade pointed out the obvious. Not with the outdoor sensors and cameras blocked. I know, but we'll be safe in here for a while. Let's see how bad it is, Becker said. Activate outdoor cameras, she instructed the pod. The terminal brought up several camera views. Most of them were completely blocked by the net's camo cloth. Shit, Jade said, increasingly alarmed. She still couldn't believe the rebels had trapped them. How had they even managed to do this? I have no idea how they did this, Becker said, apparently thinking along the same lines. This must have been carefully planned. Jade frowned. They didn't know we were coming this way, she commented. They must have, Becker started to protest, then stopped. No, you're right. There wasn't enough time for them to set this up for us specifically. It must be some sort of pre-existing trap. The terminal beeped, announcing a new message. Jade's head snapped to the terminal. Let's see what they have to say, Becker said. Jade mumbled as she read the message. Do you need assistance? You can't stay here. She looked up at the commander. It sounds like they didn't set up the trap. Becker widened her eyes. Of course you think that. What? Jade replied, annoyed. Becker shook her head. Never mind. Let's focus on what we do next. Jade checked the radar. One of the dots had halted on their right. The other was making its way up on their left. She hadn't liked Becker's plan to stay put while they waited for daylight. Now, she was even more convinced it was a mistake. Unless they blow open this door, we should be safe here for now, Becker said. Until we run out of power and things start getting unbearable, Jade said, calmer than the situation warranted. Becker nodded in understanding, her expression grave. How long? Jade chewed her lip while she checked the pod's status report. We should be fine for another 24 hours if we stay in place. Then what? The commander asked. It gets very hot in here, Jade said simply. We start dehydrating as soon as we run out of water. We won't let it come that far, Becker said unconvincingly. At this point, we're in trouble either way, Jade pointed out. Even if the rebels leave us alone and we can cut our way out of this net, we won't have enough power to get back to the base. 
But we can send out an emergency signal as soon as we have a connection, Becker said, plopping down on one of the benches. She glanced at the tablet beside her. And there is always a chance that the drone patrols will spot us. There will be troops on their way immediately if they do. I haven't seen much drone surveillance around here, Jade commented, even though she knew most drones would be hard to spot from the desert. I ordered increased surveillance before we left, Becker said, resting her head against the wall of the pod. Even in the dim, artificial light of the darkened pod, Jade could see sweat glimmering on the commander's forehead. You should really get out of that uniform, Jade urged. You're sweating too much. To her surprise, Becker started unbuttoning her jacket. You're right, she threw it to the side. Jade smiled and averted her eyes as Becker started taking off her blouse as well. We need to respond to their message, Becker said. Jade focused on the terminal screen, surprised. We do? Yes, we need to buy time, Becker continued. Jade heard Becker untying the laces of her boots. She carefully glanced in the commander's direction. Becker was wearing a tank top, just like Jade. Her arms were toned, but not as much as Jade had expected them to be. Tell them we're scientists, Becker said as she pulled off her left boot, and that the global army is on the way to help us. Jade nodded slowly. Okay. She started typing. For a moment, she considered making a few changes to the message. What if she added that they were out here to investigate a malfunctioning power base? What if she asked the rebels for help? I'd spent the rest of my life in prison, Jade thought. Behind her, Becker's second boot hit the floor. Much to Jade's surprise, she heard Becker unbuckle her belt. Message is ready, she said, her throat dry. Where can I hide my uniform? Becker asked. Jade reluctantly turned her head. If you take out the water from under the benches, you can put it there. Becker nodded, seemingly unembarrassed with walking around in just her tank top, underwear and socks. Jade watched as the commander took out water bottles, tucked her uniform under the bench and then put the water back on top. Jade would never admit this to anyone, but Becker was a really attractive woman. The curves of the commander's hips made Jade forget about everything for just a moment. Do we have spare pants? Becker asked. Jade blinked, registering that the commander had asked her something, but unable to process the words immediately. Um, she said to buy some time and get her focus back. She rubbed her forehead. Maybe some protective gear or shorts? Becker continued. Shorts? Jade asked. Who would bring shorts into the desert? Just find me something, please, Becker said. Jade nodded and got up. She pulled open the overhead storage cabinet. Every pod had emergency gear stored in case its occupants needed to go out into the desert after a breakdown. She found the gear easy enough. Here, she said as she pulled out a pair of protective pants. Thanks, Becker said, smiling. Jade noticed that the commander's hair was damp at her temples. She looked away and pointed at the terminal. Do you still want me to send that message? She asked. Yes, Becker said. We need to convince them to leave. All right, Jade said, sitting back down. For the first time since they had left, she felt hot. This rarely happened to her inside the pod. 
She prided herself on being used to the heat and rarely set the pod to maximum cooling. But right now, she wished she could turn the AC up. She hit the send button. Sent. I want you to start calling me Michelle, the commander replied. Jade looked over her shoulder in surprise. What? I'm a scientist like you are. You are training me for a job in the desert, Becker explained while putting on the pants. I thought we were going to wait them out in here, Jade asked, confused. We are, Becker said. She sat down and grabbed a boot. But we need a plan B in case they manage to get inside and capture us. We need to have a backstory. I doubt they'll break down the door. It's more likely that we want to get out of the pod ourselves. Jade commented nervously, wiping her forehead. She chewed on the inside of her cheek as she considered her next words carefully. Are you sure we should go into freeze mode again? Freeze mode? Becker asked, tying up her second boot. Jade scratched the back of her head. Fight, flight, freeze? She took in a deep breath and added, We kind of froze, and now we're stuck. Michelle's blue eyes were ice cold when she looked up at Jade. What are you really saying here? I, I guess there's no use anymore now. We're stuck anyway, Jade sighed. She was surprised by her own reluctance to confront the commander. When did she start holding back? Especially when Becker was clearly wrong. No use for what? Becker asked, getting up. Jade forced herself to meet the commander's fiery eyes. Stopping in the middle of the desert was a bad call, she said as matter-of-factly as she could. We should have just kept going to the next measurement station. Becker's lips turned into a thin line and her eyes shot daggers. She didn't say anything for a long minute. Instead of getting more nervous, Jade found some of her usual confidence back. She pointed at the shuttered window. This is where I am at my best, in the desert, she said. You should have listened to me. I would have gotten us to the next measurement station, and we could have asked for backup there. Becker's nostrils flared. You're right. Second-guessing our previous actions is useless. Jade continued, ignoring Becker's remark. Things are more complicated now, and I don't know how to get us out of this or how to get us home safe. I can get out of this pod and cut that net loose. I see no reason why the rebels would attack me. I should do it now while the heat is still manageable. Becker's lips parted. Maybe. Before she could finish her sentence, someone thumped on the pod's door. This was part 13 of Connection Revealed. Jamie, Natalie, Thea, Shirley, and Chicken Nipples, I want to thank you for your monthly support. It means the world to me. And a huge thank you to all the patrons who supported the creation of this episode through monthly contributions through Patreon. Thank you, Ton. Thank you, Kate, Daisy, Dorothea, Payel, Yuli, Lee. Uh-oh. I can't read these letters. Let's see. Okay, so I can't pronounce this name because I can't read the alphabet that's used. So if you think, hey, that might be me, then please let me know how I can pronounce your name. Um, 
Can't promise I'll do it well, <laughs> but I'm going to give it my best try. All right, let's keep going. Thank you so much, Carnet. Thank you, Frau Krokus. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Giovanna. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, T. Lynn. Thank you, Canadian Cat. Thank you, Jennifer, Aiz, Jackie, Bonnie, Carrie Ann, and Noelie. Merci, Huggins, Reese, Lore, Kira, Shelley, Carissa, Hope, Sihem, Paul, and Abigail. Thank you, thank you, Laura, Mackenzie, Fawn. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Johannes. Thank you, Belinda, Jamie, Jenny, Zadist, and Sydney. Thank you, Blue Hoodie. Thank you, Greta. Thank you, A, Charlotte, Jasmine, Griselle, Juicebray. Thank you so much. And thank you, Anne. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Denisa. Thank you, Daisy, Rosie, Sheena, Ariel, Melisandre, and Madison. Thank you so much, Rhonda, Stacy, Becky, PB, Sandy, Sue, and Irena. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Adam, Erica, Ray, Antonia, Sandy, Nairi, Reed, and Trinda. Merci, Bella, Jay, Charlie is a good boy, Bob, and Ricky. Thank you so much, Heidi, Elle, Kat, Sven, and Carla. Thank you, Merci, Valerie, Brie, Matthias, Emily, The Dash, Ariana, M, Charlotte, Marie-Hélène, and Ashley. And thank you, Annie, Amber, and, gonna say it, Queen of Paradise, Delisa. Thank you so much, all. Hey, if I haven't mentioned your name and you support me through the website, I don't want to assume I can thank you. It's a privacy thing. So if you do want to be included in this shout out, just let me know. Send me, send me a message on Discord or an email, and I will happily, very happily include you in this wonderful list of people I love thanking every month. Um, all right, that is all for this episode. I'm honestly, I've been cleaning so much these last days that I'm just, you know, my mind is kind of like focused on what to clean next and uh, what to do next until I have to start cleaning again. <laughs> so yeah, I am out of words, I guess, but I do feel all this gratitude. All right, take good care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and thank you for spending time with me. It's always always. It's always a privilege and an honor. See you soon. Bye.